0: Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christophe and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys, I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien
1: Christophe. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill.
0: And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. I think today's episode is going to be one of those amazing episodes because it's it's going to blow your mind. I, I think we're going to shed some amazing concepts that uh, most people, you wouldn't hear expect to hear that from us anyways. We're going to talk about the myth of perfection, um, the 80-20 rule. Uh, Damo, why don't you start off uh, with your particular concept around this because uh, you you wanted to talk about this today and we have a perfect example of that of being perfect today.
2: We do, don't we? We do. It's interesting because, and I let's. I don't. We don't like to date stamp stuff, but it's really hard not to date stamp stuff right now because the conversation we're about to have tonight refers to the Olympics. And if you can, if you, if you're listening to this here, some weeks down the track from when we actually recorded it, you realise that it's uh, it's it's date stamp because Emily C bomb today showed us exactly what can happen when you set yourself up when you're aiming for a hundred percent and the only answer you've got is one hundred percent. And you don't, and, and your expectation is that unless you get that one hundred percent, and all of your results match and marry up to what you would expect to get if you give one hundred percent, and something just goes a little bit wrong, and you're not ready for that, it can shatter your whole world. So Emily Seabom, who swam like a champion in her heat, uh, she in, in the hundred meter backstroke, she 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 broke the Olympic record in her heat. In fact, her Olympic record was actually faster. In, in, her, in, her, uh, in her heat time was actually faster than the winner of the final and so her, her heat time was better than her finals performance even though she gave 100 percent like gave everything, gave the whole lot. Somebody else just pipped her at the post on the day. And because psychologically she wasn't set up to have any kind of um, challenge or change or alterize, alteration to her program, she just collapsed. In fact, some people said that she lost the gold medal. In fact, I believe that she won the silver medal. But, you know... I'm thinking here, had she maybe been adaptable to different conditions, had she swum in an Olympics before, had she realized that in competition there's it's different on the world stage, maybe she might have had a different result. What
0: do you what do you think of that? Well, I think, I mean, let's face it, she's 19 years old, right, I think, I believe. Ama- so, and amazing, and, amazing. And, and, yeah, she's an amazing swimmer and there's a lot of pressure. I think that's what it comes down to is that there's so much pressure when you're trying to be perfect. Um, yeah. you know, and I hate it when you guys call me Mr. Perfect because the amount of <laughs> pressure that's on my shoulders every single Sorry, show, <laughs> every single day, um, no, I mean, there is a huge thing. I mean, let's face it that all of us, um, you know, especially, you know, being the wellness guys, let's, you know, let's use us as an example here. Okay. Be... Being the wellness guys, people have this expectation of us being perfect, right? Because they they think that we talk about, obviously, they know we talk about wellness. We talk about all these ideas about wellness. But they think that our whole lifestyle, everything that we do is absolutely 100% to the the wellness rule. But Mm, mm. we've talked about this in many episodes, right? That that's not true. (laughs) Like, it's not true. We're not 100%. We're close to it, but we're never 100%. Because we have to have that adaptability. Because when you're 100%, you have no room for adaptation. You have no room to function. And let's face it, we are human beings that we live in a world that there are certain circumstances that you have to bend the rules. So let's give an example. If you're faced with hunger, for example, if if one of us is really, really hungry, and there is only a granola bar that's sitting right there in front of you, and there's no food inside, Like, what would you do? Would you just not eat that granola bar because it contains, you know, grain and sugar and, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff that it may not be the most healthiest thing that's there? Or would you actually eat it and say, I'm going to nourish myself at the moment because I need that food and energy to kind of get by? Or would you wait, you know, a few hours and just hopefully starve to death or starve and and not not take that granola <laughs> so bar? Dramatic. What an
2: example, what an example. Stop could you have chosen something different other than a
0: granola bar? What <laughs> <laughs> is <laughs> a granola
1: bar? I don't
2: even know what it is, Lawrence. What,
0: you don't know what a granola bar is? Where are you? No, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. You oh, I
1: seriously don't even know what it is. Oh, At some God. point in your
2: life you ate oats, surely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have, but I don't know what a it's granola a, bar a, is.
0: A muesli bar, a muesli bar. A muesli okay, bar, All right. right, let me choose. Got Fine. a chocolate bar. I know what a muesli bar is. It's a chocolate chocolate bar right would you have a chocolate bar just you know there's no food around and you know you're not going to get any food anywhere else and that's the only thing you could eat and you know your brain's like not thinking straight you're going to you need energy at the moment would you take like crash yeah you might yeah you, you know your blood sugar's going down would you, you take to drive yeah you got to yeah. get through this you're in you know, the middle the, of the nullabore.
1: <laughs> the classic example of this for me was when um when my young when my oldest son Tom uh was really young and and uh, so he was a brand new baby and, um, and, you know, he was as new babies do, they don't always sleep 100% through the night. And uh, I can remember we'd had this one night, and we had a bit of a rough night. We'd been up and down a few times, hadn't got a whole lot of sleep. And I had to go in and do a 7 a.m. radio interview. And uh, I can remember getting into the city, and I was in there ready for my interview, and I thought, I'm just so tired right now that I can't even... Th- think straight, like I, I can't even, I don't even know where I am, like let alone try and hold a conversation to do this interview and so um, so I actually decided in that instance to have a coffee. Now, I very rarely drink coffee, you know, maybe once a year probably And uh, but I decided in that instance uh, because I had to do this interview, I had to perform, um, you know, I didn't want to be uh, asleep and unable to communicate for this radio interview, I decided mm. I was going to have a coffee to wake myself up. And uh, and in hindsight, probably wasn't the smartest thing to do because by the time I got to the interview, I was sweating, I was jittery, I was speaking at a million miles an hour, and it wasn't (laughs) a great interview. Um, But nevertheless, I was I was awake and actually able to do the interview. And so you know, there are always going to be these scenarios where you have to make a decision about whether you you know whether I stick to it and say, look, I I just don't drink coffee, I'm not going to do that, or am I going to compromise because I've got some other goals, which is you know I want to get out and share this wellness message. With the world, and I've got this radio interview that I need to do, um, and I'm going to compromise a little bit to to help myself function and do that, and, and that's what I decided to do. So I think that's probably an example of what you're talking about, Lawrence.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just different circumstances are going to force us to make a choice, and sometimes that choice, even though it breaks our you know quote unquote rules of uh, how we follow you know the wellness rules, but it's going to force that to happen because you know the the flip
2: side is going to be much worse. And. I, do you actually think there's actually rules? I think that they're kind of more guidelines. Guidelines, kind sorry. Of like it, yeah, it's kind yeah. of like a it's a roadmap. It's a bit of, you know, there's, this is a journey thing. You know, like we we kind of want to get from the west coast where it's really you know drought stricken and um, the water's <laughs> nice and blue and the weather's always hot, across to the the east coast of Australia yeah. where there's actually a bit of rain, temperate climate, um, and heaps more people living. You know, that's I was having a dig at you. LB, yeah, no, I yeah, <laughs> you know you were. Yeah. But there's a journey. There's many ways to actually get there. And so across, you can go, obviously, we we'll have all got across another, another bubble. But some people might decide to go through the Kimberleys on the way. And other people might go across through Ayers Rock. Other people might go through Lake Eyre. Other people might actually go down through you know, Adelaide and eventually get across. and. Probably wouldn't want to end up in Sydney. Probably end up in Melbourne. That's a better place to be. So everyone's going to come back down again and come down to where we are. But there's many different ways and roads in which you could take. And so I don't think it's it's you know don't have to follow the GPS to the to the letter. You might just go off track a little bit. And I think that's really important because if you don't allow yourself that space or that ability to go off track and just to explore and just experience, then you miss a, a massive incredibly significant part of wellness and that is interaction with other people in you know that whole concept of actually um, em- embracing friendships and and actually sharing which is it, it, the community part of wellness is so important and I don't think that being in wellness is being 100%. In fact, I don't think that uh, being in wellness is actually being robot-like. I think that being in wellness is a human experience, which enables us to have some degree of error and some degree of exploration and some degree of trial. And uh, and I think that it's really important that people kind of acknowledge that doing the 80-20 rule is kind of a really well thing to do. You know, an 80-20 rule, if we apply it to food, would be three muck around meals a week. Um, and... And, and and 18 awesome meals a week. Uh, so if you try and get your head around that, some people might do five macaroni meals in a week, which means that the whole thing's been blown out because they're probably only doing like 70%. Um, if you're doing 100%, you're going to find yourself falling off the wagon big time because if something bad happens, um, let's say, for example, someone serves you up a bowl of rice or somebody serves you up something that's outside of your program that you're following, your wellness program that you're following, and you, you beat yourself up over it, all of a sudden you've set yourself up with expectations of, of perfection and if you can't get around that, you might start to exclude yourself from social engagements or social situations which can really muck with your head and as a result, influence the way in which you experience wellness.
1: Yeah, and so it's about understanding that there are going to be challenges along the way, isn't it? So, you know, as you go through this wellness journey, whatever it is you're aiming to do, um, there's always going to be difficulties, there's always going to be challenges that arise, there are always going to be circumstances that arise that are going to make it really uh, hard for you to stick to 100% of, you know, what you want to do. And so I think understanding this 80-20 rule helps you understand that um, sometimes those challenges are going to be more than you can overcome at that point in time. Um, And that's okay. In fact, Mm. sometimes that's a great thing. Sometimes falling off the wagon, so to speak, is actually the absolute best thing that you can do. Um, And so I always encourage people, I say, look, you know, it's really good when you're looking at health and wellness to judge how you feel after you do stuff. And so sometimes if you fall off the wagon a bit and you eat something that you shouldn't do, for example, it's good to do that and then notice how you feel afterwards. Mm. Um, and that could actually then become a really important part of your wellness journey is that learning experience of, hey, when I did this, that's how I felt. This is what happened. You know, maybe next time I do that, I might do it a little bit differently. Um, and that's how you can you can learn and evolve and grow as you go forward on your wellness journey.
0: -hmm. Well, it is a journey, right? I mean, one of the prime examples that you know, both of us, Brett and I, you know, we're going on holiday soon, you know, and going on holidays, you have to adapt, especially when we go into, you know, we're going to Bali and we're going to a different country. So food is going to be different. You're going to be challenged by um, cultural differences and what they serve. So you're going to have to be adapt adaptable to. The, the lifestyle that they live and the food that they have there, so it's important for you to be able to do that because if you follow you know your quote unquote guidelines and strict with them, then you're not going to be able to be flexible. and I think what we're talking about here is being adaptable. Um, that's the probably the best word for it. Now, giving for. I guess, purpose of, of um, perfection, you know, that we talk about the pr- pressure of perfection. I mean, Damo, you had this mm-hmm. great story about when you used to be on television. I mean, I can imagine mm-hmm. this, right? I, I mean, you're on television. You're famous. And um, not that you're not famous now. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're, I'm not. You, yeah, you, well, you are famous. Different. Yeah. So, you, you know, you were obviously in the public eye a lot and people knew you by face. So, you know, what were the yeah. challenges you were going through when you just went to the shopping mall or went to a restaurant? What, what was the expectation on you?
2: Well, you know, I actually put all that expectation on myself, I think. Although, you know, I was sensitive to what the public might have thought. You know, in filming four years of a TV show where you're kind of the guy that always eats really well and watches his diet and is in great shape and all that sort of stuff, people look at you. And so what I was actually finding was that I was... I'd go out for dinner and I, I knew that people were watching what I ordered or watching what I was eating. And so I, would, I wouldn't order a glass of wine, for example, for fear that people might say, oh, my gosh, look at Damien, he's having some wine mm-hmm. um, or alcohol. You know, they wouldn't say wine, they'd say alcohol. Right? And then I'd go, oh, you know, my favourite dessert in the whole wide world is sticky date pudding i love it right i love sticky date pudding but i wouldn't go and have my favorite sticky date pudding at andiamo in um in auckland because i was scared that people would actually watch me and see me and then judge me and and make comment on it so i set myself up for this huge expectation so much so that i wouldn't actually go and interact with my mates like i wouldn't go to parties i wouldn't go to social engagements i wouldn't go out for dinner in public Um, the only time i'd actually go out for dinner is if i was in australia so I'd actually wait until <laughs> my three weeks were up. Um, I wouldn't go out for dinner if, if I was in New Zealand. I always ate at home. I always had breakfast at home. I, had, I, I made sure that my lunch was always 100% tip-top because everyone around me was watching what I was eating. And then at dinner time, I'd always go home and make sure. I always ate great stuff. Don't get me wrong, always ate great stuff. But I had put this enormous amount of pressure on myself that I actually wouldn't go out and socialise. I just wouldn't do it because I couldn't, I couldn't adapt. Like but- I couldn't... I couldn't I couldn't I felt like I couldn't do 80%. percent i set myself up to have to do 100% all the time. And
0: that's challenging and, from an emotional point of view too, right? I mean, going back to oh. what we talked about the Olympians, right? The expectation of the whole world or you know, so the whole country is expecting you to win the gold medal. Yeah. And, you know, sure, like, you know, for you you were eating healthy, great from a food perspective, but what was going what's going on emotionally? Like you, you know, emotionally you're going like I can't do that. I like I want that's what I want to do, and but you can't do it and that's going to create stress on its own, which is not wellness, it's not healthy.
2: Yeah, no, it's so not, <laughs> it's so not healthy. I was, you know, and so I became a workaholic and so I was working 20, I was working or I was awake for 20 hours a day, pretty much. That's essentially what I was doing. So I gave myself four hours sleep a night. I would um, I would wake up really early, I'd get to the gym, would, I'd have a shake, I'd wake up, go to the gym, I would have a shake, go to the gym, um, have another shake, Um, eat some eggs with some avocado, definitely no toast because I was on, you know, I was on public view. Then I'd go and consult, and then I'd, I'd consult up until I had 15 minutes before I had to get to school. So then I'd bolt to school, park the car illegally, race into um, my school. I'd turn up to the class I had to turn up to. I'd then start studying. And then as soon as I'd, I'd left, if I didn't get a parking ticket, I'd be happy. If I got a parking ticket, I'd be unhappy. I'd then bolt to work. I'd work again. And then I'd, I'd be consulting all the way through the afternoon, finish at like 9 o'clock at night, get home, have some dinner. Um, I'd probably eat some kind of meal just before I got in the car. And, you know, that was in front of everyone with all my mates, but it was always, you know, good, healthy stuff. And then I'd get home, have a great dinner. I'd continue to work through till around about probably 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. And then again, bang, get up at 5.30, 6 o'clock. And I'd do that whole thing again. But I always, I made myself so busy that I just, I avoided the public, you know, I've never told this to anybody before, but I just, I avoided the public and to the to the extent that I became quite a, a, a hermit, um, I was stuck inside my house, I was, you know, I, I didn't actually get out a lot and thank God I had some really close mates, Harley and Ben, who kind of saw me through that really tough time and I got through it and I was able to get back out into the public again and when I came back to Australia, I had to kind of find out how to be social again because I didn't have that pressure of being 100% anymore.
0: Well, who knew this episode was going to be about uh, about uh, Demo Bears all <laughs> secrets. of well <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, that's that's well, unbelievable pressure, man. That's
2: uh, well, that's pressure oh. that you can put on yourself. And like I, you know, I'd say to to you guys, like, I'd, you don't want to put that sort of pressure on yourselves. And to anybody listening to this here, you don't want to put that sort of pressure on yourselves, even in social situations. Don't be the person that's doing this particular program, or don't be the person that's doing this particular exercise program. And that's the only way that you can do it because if you're not doing it, the the way that I'm doing it, then you're doing it wrong because all of a sudden you're in the spotlight and you're putting that undue pressure on yourself and it, it does it does eventually catch up with you. Mm, so true.
0: I, I was reading, I was actually listening to a, a lecture today and they were talking about um, people especially athletes and business people who get into the state of flow have you guys heard about the state of flow um yeah. where like runners high for example you know the runners get to a certain point where everything just sort of you go into this place where you know nothing stops you um mm-hmm. and uh, these these type of situation happens a lot they find in adrenaline sports you know because obviously they kind of push your limit adrenaline sports kind of push your limit to where there's a bit of fear but that fear is not is the one that controls you but it actually in, it just makes you alive and they causes your body to produce all these hormones um and chemicals that are in your brain that are all equivalent to cocaine heroin marijuana you know those type of reactions in the body but our body actually produces that state but yeah. th- what's interesting about flow state is that you can't sustain that 100 percent and for long periods of time you can't sustain it for a year or a month you know, we don't know what the the length that we can sustain flow, but it's definitely you, it's not a hundred percent all the time. And going That's back it. to this hundred percent thing, is that what they were saying was was really interesting. That for every state of flow that a, a person gets into, research has shown is that they will always go through a period of struggle. Right yeah. after that, they because they have to they have to come down from that high, and you have mm-hmm. to deal with the the lows. You actually get into somewhat of a depressive state. Um, and it's about – because that depressive state is because flow takes so much energy out of your body to be in flow that you actually have to be depressed – not a depressed state, but you, your body has to kind of push you down a little bit to recover. And that's what the recovery stage is all about. And so this is – I think is a perfect example about being 100% all the time. You can't – it's not sustainable for a long period because sure. it actually takes a lot of energy to try to be 100%. It, and the rule is for us. We're t- saying 80-20. It's about allowing yourself to follow certain rules to get you healthier, but also have that adaptability in certain
2: situations. So I've mentioned eighty twenty with food, Bro, What do you? What would eighty twenty be with exercise? Do you reckon?
1: Well, it's interesting. I was just thinking about the exercise because I was thinking about um, I've spoken before about doing the Insanity exercise program, um, yeah. and and how that was really full on. And, and I found for me when I was doing that, um, I got to a stage where that was a bit too much like you know it gets to in the second month of that where you're doing sort of one hour uh Every pretty day. intense cardio jumping around squats all sorts <clears throat> of stuff Um, And what I found for me was that actually got me to a stage where I was starting to feel like I was getting a bit adrenally fatigued. Um, I was actually getting a bit worn out. I was getting a bit run down. You know, I I live a pretty busy life. I've got two little kids. I've got, you know, lots of stuff going on. And, And I found for me, I was getting to a stage where I was like, wow, this is actually kind of burning me out. And I realized that for me to try and do that 100%, was actually not going to be healthy for me. It wasn't actually going to. It wasn't putting me in a good, healthy state. And so I yeah. realised that I think the eighty twenty rule, really as it applies to exercise, uh, I think it comes down to just listening to your body. And so you have to be aware enough to listen to your body and know that you know some days your body's not going to be able to handle a full one hour workout. <clears throat> some days your body's not going to be able to handle a twenty minute workout. And so you have to actually listen to your body and understand that. You know, some days you can just go all out and you can go nuts. And other days you might need a rest day. Other days you might need a light stretching day. You know, other days you might need to just mix it up and, you know, go for a bushwalk instead of doing your usual, you know, full on run or whatever it happens to be. Um, But I think the 80 20 rule in terms of your exercise is just it comes down to listening to your body, Um, it comes down to having good variety in your routine. Because I think one of the things that, you know, some of the people who do 100% in their exercise is they might do 100% marathon running or they might do 100% bodybuilding or, you know, whatever it happens to be. That They can get very, very good at one particular niche. Um, and so sometimes being very, very good at one particular niche doesn't necessarily translate to being well and to being healthy. Um, so, so you can actually be so focused on one particular niche of exercise that you actually don't get well-rounded routine either. Um, so, I think the eighty twenty rule can also mean, um, you know, you don't spend all of your time doing your one particular exercise. You spend a bit of that time doing different stuff, getting some diversity, doing some cardio, but also doing some resistance and doing some flexibility and doing some agility and, you know, all those different exercise skills and combining them into your routine as well. Mm. So I think that's what it means to me in terms of the 80-20. The other thing I'll say about the 80-20 rule is, um, you know, sometimes people get really focused on that 80%, um, and I don't think it necessarily has to be that 80% that you should focus on. I mean, you might be right now, you know, you might say, well, look, right now I eat about 30% of my meals right. And so maybe for you, your goal actually at the moment might be just to get to 35% or 40% of your meals Mm, right. That's right. Um, or, you know, you might already be at 80%, and you might decide, hey, you know what, I want to be even a little bit better, so you might actually be going for 85% or 90%. And so it's about understanding where you're at, and where you want to be. And, you know, you might be at 80% and going, do you know what, 80% is right where I want to be, I'm perfectly happy, I actually don't want to go any further than that, and that's mm-hmm. great. Or you might be at 85 and go, you know, I'd really like to do 90. Yeah. And so you might just, you know, be pushing towards that as well. And and so I think it's important, you know, obviously you always talk about, you know, how do you eat an elephant? We, we chunk it down into little bites. And so it's important to understand that if you're at 40%, then trying to jump to 80% might be a, you know, that might be too hard for you right now. You might just want to chunk it down and go for something a little bit smaller too.
0: Yeah. Mm. I think on the flip side, we need to discuss this that, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, the myth of perfection and trying to be perfect. I think the flip side is you got to be careful. We're not saying... You're gonna take a free pass and say, "Oh, I don't yeah, feel like work- right. I don't feel like working out today. I don't feel like working out today." And it, you never work out, right? So you got to know <laughs> the difference here to say, yeah. "Are you not working out because it's actually gonna cause you injury, you know, yeah. or is it that I'm just tired, and you're just making an excuse, right?" So like, th- that's let's the game. face it
1: we've we've all had times where we've done that, haven't we? Oh, totally. <laughs> you know, there are times where you realize that you actually get stuck into a little bit of a you know excuse mentality. You get stuck into a little bit of a. Um, yeah, well, it's excuses really, isn't it? You find all these different reasons and excuses why you can't work out today. And next thing you know, it's been like two or three weeks or two or three months or two or three years and you actually haven't done any exercise. Mm. And, um, and so it's important, like you said, Lawrence, to not let that you know, one day of rest that you need turn into a week or a month or a year.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's definitely not a free pass. Okay, It's not like I can have a Big Mac every single day this week then. You know? So it's not, it's not that we're
2: saying. You've got to make sure it's done right. Mindset wise, LT, um, the eighty twenty rule I think really applies here. In that, you know, do you always have to be a hundred percent switched on? Like, is there a time when you can actually switch off and kind of just throw caution to the wind a little bit? Like, where would you have to be a hundred percent all the time? What What do you think there? I
0: think I think when you're, you know, your story about with the New Zealand thing about the pressure of the public on you, you know, um, is that. If you're trying to be 100% all the time like with your thoughts, like just, let's take one example. like if you know Everybody has to be always positive, right? So you know, we tell you to be positive thinking and never letting any negativity come into your life. And just, that's impossible to keep up. Like that is yeah. actually impossible. I mean, negativity is always coming through. The only reason why people say keep positive is because there's so much negative around you. But if you yeah. don't see the negative side of things, if you don't see what's actually out there, then you're just ignoring life, right Mm. let's face Mm. it life is a balance of good and evil life is a balance of all the good stuff and the bad stuff because i believe the bad stuff is there for us to appreciate the good stuff right you can't Mm. just see everything to be just perfect um and i think it's a challenge if you try to see everything in perfection all the time or you're actually maintaining your focus on only the good things and never let the bad things come in i think that's actually like i said before it really causes you internal stress it really does cause that cortisol level to go up and your but you actually will fall apart somewhere somewhere's gonna crack internally you're just gonna those, those type of people unfortunately will blow up sometime like in the sense of yeah. they're just gonna lose it and that's when they lose it it's all the stuff will be, they've been bottling up for all these all these years it's just going explode you know and I'm and- sure we've seen that
1: And sometimes when that happens also, you're not preparing for the worst case scenario either. So, you know, you might have a great positive mindset and go, do you know what, my positive mindset is that I can go out and run a marathon. Mm. And you might never have run before in your life. And so (laughs) if you just, you know, want to be 100%, I'm just 100% positive, I'm not letting any of those negative thoughts come into me, you might actually not um, have the realization that, Maybe I'm not quite trained enough. Maybe I need to do some more preparation. You know, Maybe I'm going to get an injury if I try and do this marathon without any preparation at all. And so um, that, that negative side can be there for a reason too. That That's to help you avoid problems. Mm. And so it's important that you understand that and you look at both sides of an equation rather than just saying, well, I'm only going to look at the positive side. You know, It's certainly healthier to focus more so on the positive, but you need to look at both sides of the equation. Obviously, you're going to set yourself up for failure.
0: Well, I think, you know, and I fall into this trap a lot, um, is being perfect sometimes will actually be a detriment to you because being perfect means that you, everything has to be just right before you actually um, launch a, 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 an idea or a product or, you know, listen, when we first started Wellness Guys it wasn't perfect man if you go back to episode one, unfortunately we can't take that away like it's was. not it's
2: not perfect now it's still not perfect
0: it, exactly it's still evolving right um yes. it but the thing is that if you wait for something i mean how many of you and I'm guilty of this is that you trying to you know, just say it's a a product right just say it's a book and you have to make it sure it's the perfect book before you actually launch it it's never going to happen that that book will never get written and that book will never be published simply because you're waiting for perfection i I take this from um um the company Apple, right? You, you know, Most of you guys know that me and Dave will love Apple. But let's look at the iPhone, iPhone 1. Like it's, I don't even know what it looks like because I don't even remember it. It's that bad, right? Yeah. It, but it was good enough for the time, but it was launched. But sure, was there flaws with it? Of course. But that's what iPhone 2 is all about, right? And iPhone 3 and 4 and 5. And is that that because they launched it, it, it just got the feedback from the people and going, is that what was right with it and what was wrong with it? And then they evolved and, and they built you know, better, better products beyond that. And I think that's a part of life too, is that, you know, you got to put yourself out there in terms of your mind as well and your, whatever ideas that you have and just put it out there and see what feedback you get. Because without feedback, um, you're not going to be able to grow and you won't be able to change and modify to make that a better product or a better situation for life. And I think that's all part of wellness as well.
2: Mm. Nice. bang.
0: Yeah. So well, listen, I mean, this episode has been filled with. I hope. I mean, it's been a lot of insights for me um, in reflection myself, and it's great to hear some stories, you know, from about demo there in your past. And thank you for opening up, because I think. Yeah. Uh, you know,
2: you know look, I hope I didn't make it too dreary or anything, but uh, I just wanted to share that you know people get people can be under pressure, and uh, and it can it can actually turn your life upside down for a little bit of time, and you can bounce back, but it's it's better not to have to fall to the ground before you actually decide to bounce back. So. Exactly.
1: It's, it's great to. Share, Damo. and I'm sure there's so many people out there who will relate to that um, mm. and probably a few people who will learn from perhaps your mistakes
2: rather than yeah. having
1: to go through and do that themselves as well, which I think is a fabulous thing. No, um, so, I well, well done, Diamond. Thank you for sharing, mate.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think a lot of people will be listening and going, phew, <laughs> you know, it's just a sigh <laughs> of relief that, oh my God, we don't have to, you know, fault, do this just right every single day. So, you know, take that, take that opportunity, take that 20%, actually enjoy that part of life as well, but make sure it's not a free pass. Like, don't make excuses, right? You got to make sure you do the things too as well. So, make sure you combine everything. The 80-20 rule, I think is a fantastic rule, but 80-20 is flexible. It could be 85, you know, 15, whatever, 90-10. Whatever it is for you,
1: not the 2080 rule. (laughs) That's
0: right. (laughs) So, guys, you know, tell us what you think about this. I mean, listeners, tell us what you think about the 8020 rule, about the myth of perfection, and where have you in your life um, have felt that you the 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 need to be perfect, and how that actually affected you. Um, Check us out online, obviously at thewellnessguys.com. Make sure you leave a comment below this episode and let us know, because I would love to hear what your thoughts are. Maybe you actually want to share it on Facebook, because that's probably the best way to keep the conversation going. And we definitely have a lot of feedback from everybody else. And make sure you also sign up for iTunes uh, of this particular podcast if you haven't done so already. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example. So let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guys Show.